everybody and welcome to the Player's Mindset Podcast. My name is Coach Michelle or Coach Shell and some of you may know me from my academy, Elite Basketball Skills. I want to introduce you to this new podcast I'll be doing, talking all about my daily lessons and revelations that I get through my journaling, talking all about the psychology and mindset of athletes and what we do to ensure they're ready for the game. We're going to be getting in some guest coaches, I'm going to be giving you that motivation and inspiration that you may need but this isn't just for basketball players this is for all athletes in general who want to increase their mindset get the most out of the day and productivity but mostly get the most out of their game i look forward to talking to you all i'm excited to deliver some great lessons and content for you stay tuned Okay, guys, and welcome back to the Players Mindset. This is Coach Shell, and on today's um, podcast, I've got a very, very special guest. I, when I decided to set up this podcast, I knew I had to get this guy on. Um, just even just thinking about him being on makes me smile so much. So I have, uh, without further ado, the triathlon chancer coming on to speak to you guys. And for those of you who don't know him. His name is Mr. Keith Clarges. He is a part of the Clarges clan. He is also one of the most important players in our Memorial Tournament team. So, uh, Keith, without further ado, <laughs> welcome. How's it going? I think if, uh, if I'm one of the most important players, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, you're. You're. Uh, I think you scored like a game-winning shot the last time. No, well, we we definitely didn't win the game, but we. It was a buzzer beater or something. I think it was. It was uh, a buzzer beater, all net. All, all the all the good things about basketball. Yeah, I'm claiming them all. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, every every year, Coach Dylan Hoopskill does a memorial tournament, and the family, the Clarders clan, play against all the younger players, and it's it's great to get the family together, and it's actually a really good a good day. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about, although we can dip in and I probably will digress and go into different topics because that's how I roll, but I, I will bring it back. So, Keith, tell us about the triathlon chancer. Who are you? Where did it come from? Like, talk to us. Oh, God, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I suppose it came from... A desire to um, get fit, uh, first and foremost. Uh, I was kind of in a place in my life where I was uh, not very fit at all, um, overindulging um, with alcohol and food and not really in a good space physically, physical health-wise or mental health-wise. And I was just like... I need a new challenge here, you know, um, and um, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I need something to kind of kickstart me, like, and um, I had been actually over my shoulder there, people listening, <laughs> well, I'm to, obviously they won't see that there's a dartboard over my shoulder and I've been playing a lot of darts uh, at home here and um, just practicing a lot and... I was getting pretty good. Like I was, I was starting to go, and I was like, Do you know what? I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna join a like a local team. And uh, so I had a little Google of the the teams in the local area, and uh, generally darts teams are connected to pubs, 
So uh, there's a pub not too far away and they have a team and it, it all sounded very good. And I had an email written up to um, to go and uh, join them. And I was like, ah, I don't know, I'd kind of been, I'd been, um, I'd been doing a bit of swimming with my friend Gareth uh, over the previous few months. I had a, a small vision to maybe do a triathlon. Uh, because actually, well, I've kind of gone a bit all over the shop there because I, I had done one like four years prior to that, and it was a disaster. You well, did it was one a, before, yeah, I didn't realize that. I did one in 2015. I did a tr- what they call a try a try, which is the most basic triathlon you can do in terms of the distances. So, um, it was a 350 meter swim a 20k bike and a 5k run so the only distance that's that's cut down there is the swim um in terms of a sprint triathlon the sprint triathlon is 750 meters 20k and 5k run uh, so they cut the swim down because the swim is the big obstacle for a lot of people so it's something i um kind of always wanted to do like a triathlon you know and uh, so i did one that was in 2015 it was kind of a, a box ticking exercise but the swim was horrendous absolutely horrendous i i i was oh it was, it was i couldn't um i wasn't prepared for how difficult it was going to be like i couldn't i never learned to swim properly um i never had like proper swimming lessons where i learned to put the head in the water and all that i just thought you know i'll be grand i'll I'll be fine, like, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't fine at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I took, I took about, I remember just being like, going, oh my God, this is horrendous, this is horrendous. And I couldn't, uh, I was trying to do the face in the water thing. And then I was like, it's super dark. It's, I'm getting really freaked out and it's really cold. And just, what am I doing here? And uh, I, uh, battled through the swim and I came out and there was like um, you know what they have at like beaches and stuff where there's like kind of harbours and stuff they have like kind of a, a ramp that boats would go down and stuff well that ramp was like Mount Everest let me tell you getting up that ramp and I was wobbling it was like I was drunk someone had told me like that in the last like 50 metres make sure kick like crazy because if you haven't been using your legs enough they'll have kind of gone dead all went out the window. It didn't kick like crazy, and I wobbled up that gangplank. I was it was like a drunk person, and uh, I in triathlon you have um, what they, when you when you switch from one sport to the other, it's called transition. So in transition one, I actually had to sit down. I couldn't get the wetsuit off for for love nor money. I I couldn't get it off. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I look like an absolute twat. I couldn't get it off. Just go, just go cycling with the wits. <laughs> Honestly. So I, I sat down and eventually I peeled it off myself. This is before. I, years later when I went back, I learned that a lot of people, uh, they lather themselves in baby oil to make it, make it slip off a lot quicker. But once I got on the bike... Um, because I love cycling. I once I got on the bike, I was like, "Wow, like uh, this is this is I'm 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 home and hose kind of thing." And because it, it was so far back, um, in the field, 
and because I'm quite strong on the bike, I was just passing people out. <laughs> it was deadly. And I was wearing a T-shirt and uh, the, the, the T-shirt of the event, you know, do you get a free T-shirt? And I was like, I was passing people. And then I was passing people with nice gear. And then I was passing people with decent bikes. And I thought I was the business. And uh, I came in then and on the run, I was I kind of blew up on the run. But I was like, wow, that was that was that was pretty amazing. But then when the dust settled, I was like, nah, can't can't do that anymore because uh, can't swim. Just can't swim. Like I have to I have to learn to swim. And then and then we um, the weekend we actually went there for, for that. We found out that we were pregnant, and then Maisie came along, and one thing got in the other, and and I didn't end up going back to triathlon for another four years. Well, actually, we did it the following two years because I had such a buzz. I, I wanted to experience it again, but I I knew I just felt I can't I can't do that swim like without getting proper lessons and stuff. So I set up. I, I at that time I was uh, like the events organizer and work. And uh, I used to arrange the social events and stuff. So we arranged to go down to Athlone to with uh, three teams, uh, relay teams. So I was on the bike leg for my team, and we we best crack ever. It was brilliant. And then we went back the following year, and um, then we had, we brought five, five teams the following year. And we the first year my team finished third. The second year we finished second. And I was like, oh, next year, lads, we're gonna. We're going to finish first in this relay, you know, it'll be deadly. And um, we didn't go back. We didn't We didn't manage to go back. Whatever happened, um, I think it was we couldn't get the funds or something to work. We didn't go back. And uh, I was missing, like, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing it. another one. Like, so that's when I went and started getting. You came in. Yeah, I went then. We went, me and South and Gareth were talking about it. And that's when I kind of started getting swimming lessons with a view to maybe doing one just to kind of put it to bed, like to do one proper. Um, but at the same time, I was playing the darts. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'm really liking the darts. Like, you know, and, like, and I had the email written. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll join a triathlon club instead. Because Gareth wasn't really able to commit as much as I was committing. He was very busy with work. So uh, I took the plunge and, and decided to join my local club, Pulse. And... Uh, that was the start of it, really. Yeah. Brilliant. And we'll get into Pulse later on because I've got a few questions surrounding that. So you want to take up this new challenge, right? And most people who do that think, I'll go to the gym, I'll get a new deadlift, or I'll do a personal best, or I'll do something. But you're like, no, I want to do an Ironman. That's the ultimate goal, isn't it? That's the ultimate goal, yeah. That's uh, you had to build up to that. So the first goal was obviously the sprint triathlon, and you had to get you know. Talk us through like let's go back to the swimming, right? So you you've just been through this horrific experience. I can't imagine people like I hate being in the water anyway under it, and then I've I've recently had swimming lessons as well. But the thoughts of people kicking and pushing and just oh, it's just it's terrifying to me. But talk us back to going, you have to go learn this new skill. So you, you, you've hired a swimming instructor. This is the, this is the kryptonite. This, the swimming is the kryptonite, right? So you, you need to get this to be able to do it. Talk yeah, us to yeah. talk about, oh, I've got to go and 
what you were 30 something you'd gotta go to swim and lesson and this is stuff people usually do when they're kids and like it's quite humbling and I've done it myself what was it like learning a new skill so late in life well uh well the first that's the reason why they they do the try a try because with the try a try uh which I did in 2015 they sort of spread you out so that you're not in that big washing machine super scary kind of situation where his elbows flying and everything like that so but even with that it was still really really tough experience you know because just aside from that starting and then how that can be freaky and everything it's just physically really tough and and so so i was like right i gotta go get swim lessons so myself and gareth we you know kind of strength and unity kind of thing we went together so we went down to our local pool and we signed up for, uh, I think it was like six adult swimming lessons. So we just went down and it was a group of uh, probably about 10 to 15 other adults there. And um, yeah, it was just like, right, hop in. And uh, show us, the, the instructor was like, okay, let's see what you can do. And so you, we showed her and she was like, okay, so you're going to be in lane one. And you're going to be in lane one as well to the pair of us. And lane one was like the like, beginner lane. And yeah, it, it literally was a case of um, she was showing us like technical things to improve. And uh, we were trying to implement them. And honestly, it's, it's the type of thing that people always say, but I honestly couldn't swim a length at that pool uh, without taking a break. 25 meter pool, could not swim one length without taking a break and um, just kept going back. And so the thing was, I would go to the swimming lesson on the Monday night and then there was a pool near my job and I would go there a further two times a week and practice what she had shown me. And it just started to build. So suddenly you were able to do one length and it was like, yes. I know that that sounds tiny, but it's like something to clutch onto. And then, yeah, and then it was two. And then sort of, uh, so we, we started there in October. And I remember by Christmas time, I could do six. So I could do 150 meters without a break. And I was like, at that, by that stage, myself and Gareth had, had signed up to a race in the April. So we were like, right, we need to be able to swim comfortably 750 meters by april and that was the target stuck it on the wall 750 that's the target and i think by walk us through the the, so you went for one length then you started to go to two you knew you had 750 to go in april what's going through your mind here like what's how are you persevering here what's what's the self-talk like what's going through this your mind well, it goes back to like the original kind of decision, like I was saying there about like um, not being physically and mentally as happy as you wanted to be. So I was like, right, I've set myself a challenge here. This, this is something I want to do. And like, I'm just a very determined person. So when I set myself a goal like that, like I want to hit it, like, you know, and uh, so that was just in the, in the back of the mind. And we were kind of spurring each other on and then there was, there was, I remember there was a sign in the pool as well, which said something along the lines of, um, today's difficult will be tomorrow's warm up. 
And that actually came true further down the line, you know. Um, so I think by, so we did the, we could go to, we did like two months. We did like October, November, December of lessons. And then I felt, okay, I've got, I've got enough here from the lessons from the instructor. I just need to put time in now and work on it. So then I think it was like mid-Feb. Yeah, I think it was about mid-Feb when I, when, when I hit, maybe it was the end of Feb when I hit the 7.50 in that pool near my work without a break. And I was like, yes, right, we're, we're well on target here, you know. And um, yeah, so the first one, because of the experience that I'd had in Galway in 2015 in, in the sea, um, myself and Gareth, we, we deliberately picked um, a pool swim, a pool-based triathlon because it's just a lot safer. You, you've, you've got that, um, yeah, you've got that safety blanket that if something goes wrong or well, if something drastically goes wrong and you just you stand at the end of the wall and you compose yourself and, and you can go again, you know? Um, yeah, so then we did that. Um, the Tri Leash uh, down in County Leash. It's actually the, got a Facebook memory there just the other day. It's pretty much two years to the day from, from when we did that. Uh, so, yeah, that was... And then pretty much like everyone like just buzzed we were just buzzing we were we were were like we um uh, we were were having a lot of banter between ourselves you know like like, uh who's going to be first out of the swim this kind of thing you know so uh there's a there's a great picture of gareth in transition transition one getting getting ready to go on his bike and he's he's like fixing his tri suit and he's um he just looks confused and uh, I was gone. I, I I was gone up the road. But he looked he looked confused. And I I I remember I put a little caption on it, and uh, it just said, "Excuse the French." I said, "Where's that prick?" <laughs> and, uh, and with his little confused face, and I sent it to him. So that was the kind of banter that was going on. But um, yeah, so I was up the road, and it I never saw him on the bike. And then on the run, the run was an out and back, so. I was much stronger. We were both fairly equal on the swim. I was a lot stronger on the bike and Gareth was a lot stronger on the run. So the whole time on the run, I'm like, where is he? Where is he? He's probably breathing down my neck, but he wasn't. And then the, the run was out and back. So as I'm on the way back, I, I kind of crest over this little hill and about 100 metres down the road on the other side because people are coming up. I, I can see him and I know it's him because of his body language, his gait, like, you yeah. know. I just started jumping and whooping and hollering. <laughs> but yeah, then we, um, well, I got to the finish and then I waited for him and, and ah, the buzz, like the buzz was just unreal. So um, uh, I was in, yeah, I, w- I was in Pulse at that point, actually. Yeah, I had joined Pulse at that point. So uh, yeah, the, just the buzz. That's what I was going to ask you, like, how do you, Go on, yes. Sorry there. My internet keeps cutting up. But I was just going to ask you, the next question was, uh, so joining the club, how do you think that impacted and helped on your journey? Oh, massively. Massively. Um, it was funny because um, around about that time, 
both myself and Michelle were talking, my wife, Michelle, were talking about like new challenges, doing new things, you know, and uh, Michelle wouldn't have been particularly sporty, like, and she was looking up a few things that she might do. And she saw this thing then, the, one of the local uh, GAA clubs called um, GAA for Mothers and Others. And I was like, go, go on, go down, the GA, they're brilliant, like, they're really supportive. And um, eventually she was like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to gonna try it, you know. And she went and she didn't have a good experience, you know. And um, the first contact um, wasn't good. And that was really disappointing for her. So I was, um, it was only a few days after that that I was going for my first um interaction with pulse and because you, you could go to a couple of training sessions before you joined um just to, to test it out and see how see how you felt so i i they had a track session on wednesday nights and they were like yeah come down come down to the track and they arranged for a lady called marion to meet me so she messaged me and she's like i'll meet you in the reception of um of the gym where the track is and she met me and she was lovely she was really welcoming and she started talking to me about the club and telling me about her story and how she'd started off and then I just did the session with with the group and everyone was really welcoming and it was like yeah I'm, I'm signing up but like to be honest I, as long as I went there and I had a good experience that evening I was going to sign up but like I wanted to sign up um um I just I wanted something new and um and I, and I wanted that structure and and that bit of support and that bit of help and the experience that comes with being in a club you know um so yeah just just took it from there I went then i went to they had a swim night and at the swim training session and at this point i thought yeah my swim's pretty all right like and uh jesus christ i went there and it was like i've never been so tired in all my life it was just like relentless and that was in I was there was five lanes and I, I was in lane one and I was just absolutely knackered after it and I was like wow okay there's a there's some serious athletes yeah. in this club you know but say that again sorry you've been exposed to it's like when kids come into the basketball and they they think they're good and then they see people that they're like oh okay so there's a lot of people who are a lot better than me and this is where i can strive to it's like yeah. you're going into it's like what they always say like when you're the best in the room get a new room you know what i mean so yeah you went yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you say to anybody who's a little bit apprehensive of joining a club and who thinks that like oh, i'll just do it by myself i don't need a coach or i don't need a club what would you say to people like that Ah, look, it's their own personal preference. Like, you know, there's a lot of people in triathlon who who do it on their own or, or they just, they, they have their own private coach. Like, even a lot of people in Pulse have their own private coach outside of the Pulse coaches. Like, um, yeah, look, it's your own personal preference. I, I wanted the camaraderie of being in the club. I wanted that sense of being in a club. I had been um, soccer refereeing for like 10 years uh, prior to that. And that's a very... 99% of the time that's a very uh, lonely um, singular kind of existence like you would be 
very rarely at the level I was operating at, you wouldn't be working as a team in terms of linesmen and stuff. You'd be on your own. So I was really kind of craving that, that club camaraderie kind of vibe. Um, but everyone's got their own. Uh, I would say to people, go join, you know, like you've nothing to lose, like and everything to gain as far as I can see. Um, so you were saying like, obviously you do what you do and, for people who you're quite like me, you're very quite social, and like I'm like that's how I got into basketball when I moved here was because like Jill said, go join a club, you know. So if anybody is kind of lonely and craving that social thing, give it a go. You may not have an experience like what Michelle has. That's terrible, you know what I mean. Um, and you may just it may be the best decision that you've you've ever made. Yeah, like with Michelle, I was just very unlucky. I think that I like. That was an unfortunate experience. It was, it was just a bit of an anomaly. Um, but I think more often than not, you'll have a good experience, you know. Um, for me, it was a great experience. And uh, I love the club now. Like, I couldn't imagine not being in the club. Like, you know, it's been difficult, obviously, the last uh, year and a bit, you know. Um, but um, there's still a lot of interaction online and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. So whereabouts are you now in your journey with regards to working towards the Ironman? So we we know about the struggle to reach 25 metres. Where are you now? So I kind of had in my mind, I had a loose kind of plan in my mind that um, 2019 when I joined the club, it was kind of like, right, that that's going to be the year where I just learn how to do sprints and kind of focus on the sprint distance. And build slowly and then I was like okay in 2020 I'll move up to Olympics um which is the next distance um in triathlon so it's double the sprint distance so it's a 1.5k swim and 40k bike and a 10k run so that was my plan so I did, I did a whole host of races in 2019 um uh yeah I did loads of sprints it's just I was, I was couldn't get enough of them um, I was like, yeah, I want more of this, this feeling. And, and uh, so I did loads. And then I was planning to um, to move up to Olympics. But I kind of was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I think I'm progressing quite well. I think, And then you meet people in the club and they're telling you their plans. So I was like thinking, Jamie, maybe, maybe in 2020, if I do Olympics, um, a, a couple of sprints and, and a few Olympics, and, and I keep training and I keep progressing, I could do a, a half Ironman. Um, with it because I had a kind of a four-year plan in my mind, like to build because I knew it, I was going to need a slow build. Um, but I was like, I could do a half Ironman in twenty twenty, slightly ahead of schedule. So, oh yeah, that was my plan for twenty twenty. And then I said to myself, um, like like I was saying there, I was entering races like all all during the summer. Uh, 2019 I was loving it like and then come the winter it was a bit of a kind of a lull I was like oh, what am I going to do now like you know and I, we were still training like the club I was like nah I need something is the triathlon not really kind of a winter sport then no it's not no it's it's uh, it's very much a spring spring to spring summer autumn kind of thing it's um in terms of the swim and stuff the water temperature will be too cold and uh bike safety would probably be a bit of an issue as well in, in that kind of bad weather and um, so no so I was looking for something I was missing that buzz of the races and everything that was get that I got during that period so I was like 
I, I don't want to lose the fitness and I, I don't want to keep going. I was like, I need, I need another plan. I need another challenge. So I bought myself a book um, on completing a half Ironman. And there was, there was a couple of training plans in that book. So there was like um, 16 week training plans. So competitive, intermediate or just finish. And I was like, well, maybe if I do the just finish plan, see how I get on with the training load. And if it all goes well, I'll do a DIY half Ironman local in my local area. And um, so that's what I did. I did that. Um, I trained for that all winter long and that kept me going until February. And then it's, it was like second week of February was like, you know, race day as it were. Like, so we went down to the, the local pool uh, where I'd actually done the lessons at like seven in the morning. And so for a half Ironman, it's a 1.9 kilometer swim, which is just, especially going back to the pool where I'd done the lessons where I couldn't do one length yeah. of 25 meters. I was just sitting there before I got in. I was like, Michelle and Maisie were in the gallery where you, you kind of sit and watch. I was like, wow. And like, I knew I was going to do it. Like, I, 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 there was no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd gone way beyond that distance in, in training as part of the plan. So there was no doubt, like, I was going to do it. Like, because I was sent- you said that because, like, I've been doing a lot of podcasts this week on, basically, it's, it's like, we're all kind of striving, looking forward. It's like, what's the next goal? And what's the next thing I need to achieve? But very rarely do we ever stop and look back and how far have I come? And that must have been a very great moment for you because here you were, you couldn't even do one length and now you're here doing what, 1.9? How many lengths is that? I couldn't tell you. It's, well, what would it be? So four is 100, so multiply that by 19. 19 to four is like 76, something like that, maybe. You did 76. I think it's 76. Right? Whatever it is. It's not yeah. Um, so to go from one to 76 and to do it in the same place, what was, what was the feeling just as you got out of the pool? It was actually more the feeling just before I got in the pool. Okay. Um, cause I'm sitting there, uh, like I'm just sitting there with my feet in the water. I'm just kind of getting ready, just doing a couple of visualization kind of things, kind of going, right. Okay. This is I'm training for four months for this, just just go and enjoy it. And I'm looking over and I'm seeing my daughter and my wife sitting there. And I'm like, part of the reason for like wanting to try something new, something to be a good, good role model for my daughter. So I'm sitting there looking at her going, Jesus, yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this because in the, that was in early, when was that now? That was early, that was right before the pandemic, actually. That was early 2020, because that was the last time I saw most of my family for months that day. But, um, sorry, that was fe February 2020. But in the October 2019, I'd done a two-kilometer open water swim in the the Great Fjord Swim over in um, Galway, which was a huge achievement for me personally to do an open water swim of that distance in in and October. the previous October is when you first start getting your lessons. The one before that, the wow. year. So yeah. in a year, you went from going swimming one one length, couldn't even swim one length, which is 25 metres in some of the pools in Ireland, to swimming two kilometres outdoors in a year. 
Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons I picked that event. Well, when I saw the event, um, obviously, like, when you start posting a few bits and bobs on social media, suddenly you get swamped with the different ads. And I saw the, an ad for this event, the Great Fjord Swim. And I was like, wow, that's in October. That would be kind of cool. One year on from starting the lessons to actually be able to go there and do like two kilometers. And that kept me going as well. That, 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 that was kind of... Um, that was probably before the, the half Ironman uh, distance training plan. That was the kind of thing that got me to there, like as in challenge-wise. Yeah. Um, I was like, so I was so proud of myself when I did that one because I, I drove down there on my own. It was, it was a long L drive down there. And then they took us out on a boat out into the fjord. They took us out two kilometers out. And uh, you just jumped off the boat. And it was just like swim back home. I'll never forget the screams of some of the people because the water was so cold. It was just so cold. And, uh, but that was brilliant. Uh, that was brilliant again. Um, but yeah, so skipping back, so sitting on the water's edge, looking over, going, yeah, like I, I did take that moment uh, to just kind of go, yeah, Jesus, like, yeah, I've come a long way, but I still have, a, I still have loads more of a way that I want to go. But it, it's a real, um, it's a real like um, deposit in the bank kind of thing. It's like you know you've done. I, I can look back at the, the the swim in October and say, right, I've done two k in the open water. I I can do this, you know. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I was like, because because those distances seemed insane. I remember like going back to Galway, the very first one in twenty fifteen, and I had originally signed up for the sprint which is the 750 meter swim. And during that week, I kind of was like, mm, maybe, maybe this isn't so such a wise idea. You know, it's in the sea and don't have that experience. And I, so that I, I downgraded to the tri-tri and I was standing there on the water's edge watching the 750 sprint go off. And I was like, look how far they're swimming out. Like it just seemed so far. And I was like, thank God I didn't sign up for that. Because I probably would have. probably. So that sign was true. Well, yeah, there you go. But it's all about um, patience and building slowly. Talk us through that patience because I coach a lot of players and they don't, they, they want to be amazing like that. Like they don't seem to understand that there's a process you have to go through. There's a gestation, as some would say. You know, you need to, like, you have to build, you prepare your body and your mindset to go to, like, as you said, some of that stuff was impossible. Like, it was, it was like, I'll, I'll ne probably never get that. Like, we all have, I've got some goals now where I'm like, I'll never hit that because it seems impossible at the time. So what would you say? Like, how did you, how did you harness that patience? Probably, probably a good chunk of it is, is just age and experience. Like, so I've probably been those younger kids that you're coaching maybe who's been impatient um and wants things yesterday and isn't really maybe mature enough and and worldly wise enough to know like these these things take time and you, you've got to like you've got to put the hard yards in and it's more about it's all about consistency you know um maybe in this modern culture as well people everything's instant you know you, like people have access to things very quickly and maybe they want things quicker. I don't know. I, I just, 
when I started out, I kind of wrote down my kind of goals and stuff. And I was like, right, you're not anywhere near the weight you want to be. So you're not going doing that anytime soon. You got, you got to be realistic here and just smart goals, as they say, like specific, yeah. measure, measurable, achievable, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's why. Sorry to interrupt you there. My coach, um, me train to oh yeah so my coach says and we had a big training with him there a few weeks ago we did 24 hours setting goals right 24 hours out of your week setting goals yeah and he's like um stop going for the home runs now he's american so he's like why are you going for the home runs all the time you're going for the home runs you're burning yourself out and that's me all over and he's like you gotta go slow to go fast i've done podcasts on this all right and he's like, you just got to go to first base. And then when you get to first base, you got to get to second base. And when you get this, and that's, and it's just, you don't get to Z from A. You have to go to B and then B to C. And it's, it's, that, it's really commendable. Like I'm, I'm so in awe of what you've achieved. And um, you've, you've made some amazing friends as well. Like talk to me about social media because you've, one, you're a fantastic writer. And I always say you should do sports writing brilliant entertaining like if you haven't read these guys uh, keith's posts we'll we'll tell you where you can find all the stuff at the end but they're really com- they're really comical i feel like i'm in the race with you like i feel like i'm experienced the triathlon with you and um, but talk is true like because i know you've got some friends in like new zealand and like you're just connecting with everybody right now yeah uh, like when i started out like one of the things, like, I was like, oh, like, I'm just not happy with what I'm doing here. Like, you know, I, I was drinking too much and just waking up feeling crap and just the cycle of, you know, self-criticism and just beating yourself up. And then the whole, the whole shebang, like, you know, and I was like, look, you need to do things that make you happy. Like, so I was like, like, what do you enjoy doing? So like, all right, enjoy throwing darts, enjoy the relaxation throwing darts, grand. But I want to be physically fit as well. So um, I've always kind of liked endurance sports. So even as a kid, I used to watch like trans world sports, that show, great show, or I'd always more drawn to the long distance events in athletics, in the Olympics and stuff like that. Like always fascinated by those kind of people. And even, I don't know if you remember this, but when, I, I'd, I'd love like documentaries on sports people and stuff. And I remember um, the Czech, Czechoslovakian uh, distance runner, Zatopek, watching a documentary on him and how he used to wear these really heavy kind of military style boots when he was running so that he would feel lighter than when he just wore kind of normal running shoes. And I was like, I don't know if you remember, but I, I got like ankle weights from like Ar- Argos and I'm like runner I've got one here I think I brought it over yeah so um yeah just always been fascinated by that kind of stuff so I was like right I'm gonna get back in um but the other thing I really like to do is to to write um like little stories or poems or so it's like you know as part of this whole getting into triathlon I'm gonna start a blog so I set up my uh my blog to kind of to basically chart the journey to to Ironman and uh, that was fine I was writing away and and just yeah just just writing about my experience and I, I'd never um, contemplated going on Instagram I don't know why I went, I went on Instagram maybe I listened to a podcast or something and someone was talking about 
the kind of positivity there and Instagram is a lot friendlier than Facebook and apparently TikTok is even better but there's a there's a positive element to Instagram Facebook seems to be just a a negative cesspit right now but Instagram is yeah and I didn't want to um well I did set up the Facebook page initially I think and then I was like well I don't want people to follow this page just because they're already connected with me on Facebook and then I'm just bombarding them with triathlon stuff and they're probably just going to mute me and they're not going to want to know. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go to Instagram because I'd heard good things and it was positive space and I'll set up the the account and uh, just as it says in the thing, like just documenting the warts and all journey and, you know, like I've, I just started posting and posting up uh, runs and, and then of course you get suggested to connect with different people and I just you know if I saw something someone um, like I'd be drawn to people probably like me who write big long winded posts so like I just connected with people and then next thing you know you're like you're, you, the support on there is just unreal and then like that was brilliant especially during the pandemic like because you, we couldn't train as a club you, you know you couldn't meet your club mates and stuff so the support on there is incredible like you like you say yeah dave and tracy down in new zealand and just people from all over like just yeah it's amazing it's with the social media it has it's it like obviously i wouldn't have my business without it but there is so many positives to be said about it do you know what i mean and it's uh you meet so many people and, and you probably meet up with these people. I'd love to. I'd love to. Like, um, there's people over in Scotland there. Uh, there's a fellow over in Aberdeen. I love him. We have such a great laugh, similar sense of humour. Yeah. Um, I definitely, when, if I come visit you and again in the future, I'll definitely try and catch him. Um, yeah, I, 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 I was, it was actually uh, refreshingly brilliant. Like, I was, I didn't have expectations of it. I was just like, I just want to, document the journey and then it, 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 like yeah, you, see, you showed your warts a lot of people don't show the warts they just show the look at me i'm amazing you brought people on the journey with you like, yeah well it, I, that's for me i don't understand like why would you not like i mean like um yeah like there's no point in acting like every run is brilliant or i didn't shit my pants on that run like i did <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's 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 crap that it happened, but like, that's, but that's part of the, the learning journey, though. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta file the paperwork at the porcelain office before you, you head out the door, you know. Um, that's funny you said that because obviously it's completely off topic. But when I had Shay, nobody told me a lot of the stuff that would happen nobody like everyone's like oh this is it's a trauma and all this but they didn't tell me and i'm like why didn't anybody tell me you know what i mean yeah it would have prepared you know what i mean and i think you are telling people you know what you can do it like if you have smart goals if you've got a good support system around you yes you may shit your pants but <laughs> <laughs> i'm showing you like that you're showing people that the realistic side. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go do a triathlon, you know, such and such did it. It's like if you need to do a triathlon, read this guy's blog for us to see if you want to do it. Yeah, but there's a serious side to that as well, where like you're you're learning about um, nutrition or or like smart times to run, like or you know whatever it may be. Like 
you're 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 fine tuning all the time so that thankfully that hasn't happened for quite a while i've, I've got much better at it but uh, god i used to but, Paula Radcliffe, eh? oh seriously yeah it was um especially when i started going longer started going for those longer runs you know um what happens there then do you just have to pull over or what I don't think we should get into it, really, to be honest. <laughs> the ugly truth. Um, no, um, no, it's uh, like, all I'd say to anyone out there who wants to bring tissues. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a mother, I always go everywhere with wipes. So, right, okay, we're getting off topic, but that's fine. Um, I've, I've struggled a lot with my mindset. And this is one of the reasons, like, I got a mindset coach, I told, got Jill, I got Jill on board, and he's really changed my life. Um, can you imagine what your mindset would be like if you didn't do the triathlons and COVID came? And how has your mindset uh, prepared you to be a better dad, a better husband, a better person in general? I doubt if 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 I did if I wasn't doing it and I wasn't doing anything positive like in its place, I don't know. I'd probably be miserable to be honest. I'd be miserable to be around. It's 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 um just the training, the training gives you focus. But uh, like talk about writing, like I actually think I write the best. Most of the writing I do is when I'm at, when I'm out running. If you know what I mean. So I'm running. And I'm thinking, and I'm, you know, thinking about how something might sound or whatever. And it's just it's good for the head. It clears the head. And so, for example, this story, I wrote a story for Maisie. Like, I don't think I would have written that story if I, if I wasn't uh, doing the training. Like, the most, the majority of that story was written out pounding the pavements around here. And, like, it's, it's almost like, I don't know about you, but... Um, I know some people, like, I have to train physically from for mental side. more. Obviously, I like to fitness and I like the endorphins of it. But if I go certain few days, I can feel this fog come over. And it's yeah. like when I don't, like, when I'm writing blogs or posts or copy for things, it's not connecting. There's just no connection. And then I'll go, do you know what, I'll go for a walk or I'll go, um, I'll do a, a weight training session. And then mid mid like rep or walk it all comes and it's like ching, 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 and it's like ah oh, and it, i don't know what it is it's being out in nature or just taking your mind off it for a few seconds it opens up that space and you know, I'm yeah just i think it's like you know the bit of fresh air the bit of movement it just it just clears the head a little bit you know um and it just helps the thought process sometimes the best thing to do is to walk away from something if it's troubling you, you know, but, um, focus off. That's what we teach. We teach is like if something's focused. So you're already focusing on something that you like or you don't like. And if you don't like a certain situation, just focus on something else for a little while. Um, and that's, that's what Paul teaches us all with our mindset. And, you know, you, as you say, you, you ask yourself a very important question and, um, not many people ask themselves this and I'm training the kids to do it from a very young age. It's like, what makes me happy? And I'm going to do more things that make me happy. It's simple when you break it down, like. But but think sometimes we complicate things for ourselves, you know. But um. Yeah, and there's actually you said something. Oh no, go on. I'll talk. Talk to me about the mindset and how you feel that's helped you as a better 
father and you said you want to be a role model for Maisie like that's without a doubt like she's running at the end of triathlons with you she's she's making medals like that has to be that's going into her subconscious mind that yeah, yeah. Well, like it's, it's like um, you guys were talking last week about the can't see, can't be. Like you know, it's it's uh, kids are sponges. Like what they see at home is what is what they know. So we're always going out exercising, you know. So for her, that 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 will just be totally baked in. That that's just what you do. Oh, you just got like every day before she goes to play school, uh, we have a race around the, the block it's a 200 meter loop every day we have that race unless we're totally running late or something but she loves it she absolutely loves it you know um and i remember, I remember someone said the other day um oh you know i remember uh, you never see um such and such kid ever wearing a dress and i was thinking well their mom never wears dresses they don't really see they don't have that kind of uh, role model in their life that does that. So why are you expecting them to wear all these fancy dresses when they don't see it? Like you know, um, you have to you have to see it to for it to be achievable, kind of. So you, a lot of time, people want their kids to behave a certain way, but they don't realize that that behavior is contradicting what that person is teaching. So mm. it's like. Um, what was do what I say not as I do and it's like they model you they model your behavior if you if you see a certain child act a certain way I'm like look at a parent what are they doing do you know what I mean um, and yeah. we we are the biggest impact over our kids and a lot of the time it, people expect the school system to teach and I'm very much like this with Shay I teach them all the time like numbers like multiplication whatever I said because I don't want I'm not depending on anybody else to deal with something that's so important like this and it's it's really fascinating you know it's 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 just be a good role model be a good role model whatever that is and every parent actually in fairness I should get this across everyone's just doing their best with what they with what they know and everyone a lot of people are struggling right now and you know, it's, it's, the kids will see the bad side and they'll see the good side. It's just try to have more good than, than the bad. Yeah, like, I mean, like, before I uh, took up a triathlon or whatever, like, um, I was doing my best, but I was just in a bit of a rut, like, you know, that happens to loads of people. You just, you got to try and step back and, and form good habits again, you know, and, and that's, that's not something I have nailed down either. Like, oh, I, I still struggle with, like, um, diet for example um in terms of uh trying to eat eating the right stuff and you know we're all emotional eaters though aren't we like i'm happy i eat i'm sad i eat i'm angry me i'm stressed i eat i'm in it i'm late i eat. i'm early i eat. you know yeah i think so and uh or or like the, the thing of like if i'm watching something entertaining well it would be more entertaining if i had a packet of popcorn and a bar of chocolate to go alongside it even though like that happens to me on particularly on like weekends so i could like be very very disciplined in terms of food and stuff during the week but like i could have a really gorgeous dinner on a friday night and i'd be totally satisfied like physically like you know really enjoyed it but mentally i kind of want a few snacks and stuff like that so it's 
it's just you're always isn't it it's ingrained and it's like association it's like when i watch a movie i need to have popcorn yeah yeah. love popcorn um yeah it's mad isn't it but sure look you 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 obviously need all the fuel um so uh, yeah so i wanted to ask a few more questions you I, i was reading through your instagram posts and you said you never you, you said you've never you're never too busy to train what would you say to people who are just kind of like oh, i just don't have the time or just don't you know what i mean even though it's so valuable and you know it's so important and like i love getting up at like half five going for a walk or whatever but what do you say to people that are like i just don't have the time like you'd have to you'd have to i'd love to see their daily diary or their weekly diary and 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 then you know analyze it in that way like in my experience people generally do have the time it's just where they prioritize the time exactly. do you know um like if you don't have time show me how how much screen time you have that's what my biggest yeah yeah maybe like even you're saying there about social media like and i quite enjoy it but I, recently i was like oh i just spent too much time on it like i don't i don't I need to put that time elsewhere um, and I have to try and be watchful of that. Like, cause it's, uh, that's the thing as well. When you establish these connections and friendships, like any relationship, you have to work on it to keep it going. And suddenly you're, you're kind of becoming friends with people from all over. And you're like, God, that, that, that actually, you know, you have to work on that. And it's like, I'm not hundred percent sure I have that time, you know? And I think a lot of people experience that, you know, after they get that initial kind of, wow this is great but um i would say you probably do have the time you've just got to carve out the time you've, you've got to you've got to i think you've got to get to a stage with exercise where it's a little bit like brushing your teeth it's a bit of a non-negotiable it's something you do every day or if it's not every day um you know you try and do it look maybe you start and you go right once a week i'm going to meet a friend for a walk or whatever and you try and just build on that slowly but you got to find the time like it's for your own health and well-being so it goes back to what you find valuable and you have to get yourself to a place where you're like i'm not willing to put up with where i am anymore and you reach that place because you were like something needs to change i need social interaction or my mindset needs to change or i physically am unhappy with the way I, I look or the energy i have i think a lot of people have to get to that moment where they're like right enough is enough whether that's through a picture or a comment or something but it, it, we need to get away from trying to look a certain way and try and try to feel a certain way for me it's all about how you feel and when you feel great how you look will change so it's always down to energy for me like do i have enough energy to play with my child do i have enough energy to perform the way i can perform with my kids at an elite level when that starts to dip like it's been dipping the last few days because i had camp i like right i need to self-care i need to re-establish again so you, you always do what's valuable to you what, I mean, not valuable, what you value the most. And some people sc- scroll their screen because they, they get something from it. They do it because they get something from it. But it's, it's going back to, you know, what, what's it costing you? If you don't do the exercise, if you don't get your mental health, what's it costing you? Yeah, that's it. Like, and and uh, 
when I was building up to doing my the marathon last year, um, I decided to take a break from alcohol for like it was like a twelve week break, and uh, Genie Max, like the 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 energy levels I had, like in the mornings and stuff, it was unreal. Like you know, the difference it makes is is unreal. You know, you're bouncing around the place, you just sleep better. You know, it's and sleep is massively important as well. You know, um. So uh, I can't even remember what the question was. Sorry. We were just talking. I don't. I can't even remember. I think we were just talking about you know people don't have the time and what's the cost. Yeah. Don't make the time. And I think if you wanted something, you'll find the time. Do you know? I think it goes back to as a coach myself. It's um, some people. It we have to get that leverage. It's like, and that's the question I would ask you if you don't get a handle on this. What, what, how could it impact you? And not only, because a lot of people don't really move, they don't really push themselves or they don't really move themselves when it's about them. But when you see your little girl washing you on the side of a pool, that's a bigger why. Do you know what I mean? And if you, if imagine you were overweight and you couldn't do a 200 meter run every morning. You know what I mean? So it, it's about how is you not doing something impacting everybody around you? Yeah. Um, and that's the stuff that kind of gets people, and they're questions that you know people need need to sit down and think about. And but um, yeah, so tell us what's 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 going forward. Then we're going for this Ironman. Um, what's the plan? So the plan, like it's, it's the plan, was always to build slowly. So last summer, so the plan last year, as I said, was to do the to step up to the Olympic level, and then to. Um, to then do it to, to finish the year with a half Ironman. So so I did that uh, DIY half Ironman that I spoke about when I was sitting by the pool. Yeah. Um, I had family members, so I did the bike. Um, went out into the, into the the Wicklow Hills, did the bike, came home, and then from my apartment here, we did seven three point one k laps, and I had family all came over. This was literally a month before COVID hit. And some of them did like a lap with me each. And um, that was amazing to have that support. Like, and we were just chatting, like just, just really nice chats, like just going around. And I was really struggling at that point. Like I was, I, I did not plan the nutrition very well. Again, like lots of lessons learned that day, but I was really struggling. Like, um, and um the cutoff point for like a half Ironman, um, like if you do an official race, is like eight hours. And so Michelle did the last lap with me, and like I made it back with six six minutes to spare. Like in it was pitch black, like and uh, but everyone was there, and we had cake and everything. It was brilliant. So it was, that again, that was another like deposit in the bank of like I can do this. Okay, I only had six. Yeah, I had I only had six minutes to spare, but like I haven't been doing this sport all that long. I did this on my own, and like you have to have it in the time to qualify as a DIY Ironman. No, not for DIY. I'm just saying relative to like right. If, if you do a real one, there is a cutoff time, um, and if you go beyond that, like it doesn't count, you know. You but uh, car park and take away all the water bottles and all that in your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, uh, so so that was amazing for like the self-confidence to go, yeah, right, I did that, you know. So then the plan was, right, the season's going to start next 
next month or so, do some do some races, move up to Olympic. But that all went down the window. Like races cancelled left, right, centre. So the only race that actually went ahead of all the ones I had booked was the half the half iron the half uh, the half ironman distance in Bantry in Cork in August. So I did that on the absolute like h- hottest day you can imagine in Ireland. It was like we were oh, in. Was that the half Ironman? That was the half Ironman the, down in. Uh, well, it was it was it was the half. It was the half distance Ironman is is a brand as such. So it was it wasn't an Ironman event. It was a hardman event, but okay. it was the same distance. It was a half Ironman. Is this so, the one we had the Yes. Yeah. The, so. Yeah, that was a. So I haven't done an Olympic distance, uh, so so that was amazing, and I did that in a way better time than what I did the. So I was saying there, I did, over that winter I did the just finish plan for the DIY. So then I moved up to the like intermediate plan and gave that a try. So I did that whole sixteen week plan over the summer, it's which was great. The levels they have, isn't it? Like. Like you've got a try and try a try and then they've got the next. It's really, really well thought out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's There's something for everyone there. Like there really is. Um, so again, finishing that was just amazing. Like, you know, the guys were all there on the, it was actually on a, on a private airfield was where like the finish line was. So when, when we came, when I came, you come down this hill and Jesus, the run, the run course on that was so hilly. It was unreal. It was incredible. I actually had to stop and walk a couple of times. It was just so steep. It was it was insane. Actually, the winner of the race said it was one of the toughest races he's ever done. But so you come down this hill and then you take a right turn and you're just on this runway and you can see the the big finish marquee, the thing, and it had like Michelle and her mom and dad and Maisie just whooping and hollering like you know, and that uh, was brilliant. It was just class. Like so, so the plan, so. I don't. I don't feel ready yet to step up to the full distance. I want to build more. So I, I, following on from that, I did my first marathon in October and uh, the virtual double marathon, which again was really tough. Like uh, marathon, anyone's done a marathon, tell you like it, it's tough. It's you know it's it's known to be tough, right? It's a marathon, like it's not easy. But doing it virtual and like without the crowds and all like everyone says the crowds give you such a massive boost you know so to not have that like um so we did we did eight laps of a, a local park and um, five point five point something kilometers and yeah the last couple of laps were a real struggle you know but it's having that we were only talking about this today with coach Nunley from network and it's like um the kids have been just like with the virtual and uh, it's been great because they've been getting a, a, access to like me and coach like nearly every day yeah. and, um which they wouldn't have been able to do before and it takes some grit to be by yourself out in the snow and their kids are out in the snow in the heat in the rain and there is something special i think about uh, the virtual it's it's really built a lot of people's character because yeah yeah obviously it's hard to do a uh, marathon and yeah it's hard to train but when you have other people boosting you up and you have their energy you can feed off that but when it's just you and your thoughts and your determination and your willpower that's i mean building building character right there like how yeah. have you, how have you 
do you think the virtual stuff has mentally prepared you for doing other things? Made you stronger? It's probably a bit like Zatapec and, and the, the heavy kind of army boots. Like, you know, it, that virtual stuff is probably like wearing those boots. And when you're, when you're back and there are crowds and it's, it's that more normal situation, you probably just, you probably just feel like you're flying, you know, like psychologically, like, like there was a, I was going around that park and I think it was like lap six and uh, I was just like, I had companions for the whole first four laps because those guys were doing a half marathon and we were chatting and that was great. And then for the fifth lap, I stuck a bit of music on and I got it, I got it, and that was good, you know, and uh, had the playlist, had the old Rocky Four going and all that crack. And then sixth lap, I started to struggle a bit, like, and then there was a lady there and she had this, uh, like, big, like, like a sweeping brush handle. And on the end of it, she had, like, a like a high five hand thing and she was a big sign going free high fives for the marathoners and I was like yes give me one of them but like yeah. got a massive boost from that so just that one lady like gave me a real boost so I can imagine if there was kind of oh yeah the crowd you know what I mean like like you're in the physical state you're in so you know I'm not, I'm not uh, how much it can help or whatever I don't know but like it definitely gave me a boost for about 20 meters and then I went back to being then I went back to suffering again <laughs> so the real question is the most important question is uh which, what's your favorite Rocky four oh four no it's just it's without, without, without a doubt like see when he's like you know that moment where he's like he's not on it he's in the dumps and then she says win <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just like dun, dun, dun. Yeah. oh no was that the one no that wasn't the one that was Rocky 2 so she comes then she comes to Russia and then she's like you know um, but it's almost like he just he had that why and yeah Rocky 4 is my favourite without, without a doubt ah yeah it's the best montage scene yeah so 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 uh, to answer the long-winded answer to the question, the plan is still to do it to do to go to do an Ironman, but I got, I've got to build slowly. Like I, like I'm I'm still not at my optimum weight. I've got to work on that. I've got a foot injury at the moment. I was at the physio last night, so I can't run at the moment. So uh, there's always little setbacks and stuff. So I'm think I'm kind of thinking uh, probably probably 2022. Um, this the latter half maybe in terms of giving that a a whack, you know. Um, but I, I'm I'm happy to be patient. I'm not like um, I'm not in a massive rush. I've plenty of time. You're you enjoying know? it. That's you're enjoying the process. It's like every time you're doing, it, you can see you love it. Yeah. Because I want to talk to you. Just I know we've been going on a little bit, but I just I'm enjoying this. Um, like the injuries. It's tough going with the injuries, and obviously now I'm. Uh, I've obviously suffered a lot of injuries, but um, how have you handled them? I'm getting better at handling them, and one of the one of the things with um, multidiscipline sport like triathlon is that sometimes you might be injured, like I am at the moment, where I can't run, but I can do the other two. I can I can cycle to my heart's content, and we we live here at the foot of the Dublin Mountain, so there's hills. I love hills. I love cycling up hills and seeing the views and stuff, and the uh, the 5k restrictions have just been lifted and um 
So that brings the C back into play and a couple of guys from the club. Um, they are, they're, we're, we're going to do a, a charity 10K swim this summer. So it might be a good thing in one way. Uh, you got to try and find the positives, you know. So I'm going to, I'm going to spend a lot of time in the water over the next couple of months. Um, I'm going to do my rehab, obviously, for the foot, but um, in terms of building towards that 10K swim, uh, that's that's um, marathon. Yeah, that's that's the plan for charity to do a ten k swim. Yeah, so um, wow, that's yeah. gotta be huge. So the the, the you've done is what two k? Yeah, it's a bit scary. Like, but I suppose um, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a bit scary. Yeah, it's a bit less uh, like I was just saying there, like how I have been building quite slowly but that's a bit of a leap but um for sure look you might you, you, you've got to go for it. if they don't scare you they're not yeah so they say so they say um and as one of the lads said once you're wet you're wet you just keep going you know that's it yeah. um, right well um is there anything else you wanted to add there because i've just i could talk all bloody night no, you should look, you're the host. You ask any questions, I'll answer them. No problem. Um what's been the what's been your favorite memory? In the in this I've in the triathlon the whole since I've gotten into triathlon, you mean? Everything. Everything, like just life in general, like No, or... like since since the triathlon, since you started. Ah uh... It's prob probably that moment of, of uh, you know, coming down that hill like I was describing and turn onto the runway and you've got your family there and they're whooping and hollering and weather's amazing and you've just done this insanely hard race. Like it was so hard. It was so hot and it was, it was so hilly to run. And it was like, oh, there was a really high climb on the bike and I was, we were coming down the other side and it was like... It was terrifying. Like the descent was so steep going down. It was just, it was flying down at crazy speeds. And then I got this real weird pain in my adductor muscle there in the inner thigh. And I was like, oh, oh. And I had to kind of, I had to stop the bike temporarily and just put it into a lower gear and just literally I was crawling along for like a kilometer. And then I was like, okay, right. Start trying to, see how we go here and it was fine and then when I got onto the run I was about a kilometre into the run which is a half marathon the run in the half uh, half Ironman and it went again and I was just like no don't do this to me like I've trained all summer I've trained for four months for this one race I was like no don't do it to me so then to to, to, to get past those struggles and then to come down that that hill and just hit that runway and to have that reception, yeah, that that's probably been that that'll be one that'll live long in the memory, like you know, and yeah, it was amazing. And then going for I went, I was so hot, like I was I was literally cooked. I went for a little swim in, in the water, then straight after it was a magic little swim, just literally lying there, you know. So yeah, that's 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 probably the one. All the blood and the sweat and, and the rain and the injuries and all the times. Like, look how far you've come. Honestly, you should really be proud of yourself. 
it's it's an incredible story like and i know like this podcast isn't just for basketball players but it's for for athletes and anybody who needs that um inspiration for that just that mindset and you know getting over hard things and doing tough things and it's yeah, just- well, like i mean i suppose like if you if you if you're trying to tie it into like a basketball thing you know like maybe the equivalent of not being able to swim 25 meters is not being able to do a layup you know and 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 all it is is just time practice you know like people talk about natural talent and all this kind of stuff like most of the time it's just hard work and just putting the hours in you know and you will get better like you you know if like one of the hashtags i often use on the instagram is just keep showing up like if you keep showing up and you're working smart like you're gonna get better like and that applies to basketball you know and those kids keep showing up, keep working on their, their their fundamental skills, keep working on their shooting, whatever it may be, they will improve, you know. And that's what we actually did a podcast on it today because I've had players who literally only picked up a ball last year, but because they were coming every day to the virtual stuff, it's like, as I said, it's not about time, it's about how much reps you put in. And as you say, just keep showing up every day and just doing your best that day and just the the compound effect of that will will see it through you know so but yeah so go, tell everybody where where they can find you so they can read up on on your on all your success and your blogs and everything uh well so you find me on instagram at the the triathlon chancer um that's my instagram handle and the triathlon chancer wordpress site um is there as well but i don't i haven't really been as active on that that's more for the long stuff where i kind of do race reports and there hasn't been any of that so the last race report that's on there is from last year actually and the more day-to-day training stuff i i I tend to just put that on instagram although i've been taking a little break recently i haven't really haven't really been very active there in the last month i just needed a little break but um we all do Um, yeah so, so yeah that's it yeah well, listen, I just really want to say thank you very much. I mean, I've wanted to talk to you for so long and it's 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 been so amazing to see you from the sides and, you know, someone in your own family just accomplishing amazing things and it really motivates you, inspires you. Like, since you, I've gotten swimming lessons. I've now got a physio so I can try and run and we actually went out on the bike the other day. I haven't been on a bike in 10 years. So you're definitely making an impact. So keep keep showing up for yourself. Keep being a role model for Maisie and, you know, and uh, yeah, just so proud of you, bro. Well, thanks very much and, and well done on, on uh, getting your podcast up and running. And uh, obviously the uh, the family triathlon relay is uh, still a potential there in the future, which you've been doing yeah. swimming and whatnot. So that would be amazing to do. Um, having done the relays with, with work, like it's, Lads in work still talk about that now, you know, the buzz, like, so it, that's that, that's a kind of, that's a bucket list thing, I think, uh, that I'd like to do. Yeah, uh, well, it is on my list, and I've actually had my physio who's, who's been, like, he's very dedicated, and he's like, we can get you back, and, you know, we can, we can, because I was told years ago, you'll never play again, you'll never do this, and you'll, 
and he's like don't let them affect you do you know what i mean they were the stories that have been in my brain for a long time so i feel like i've got this great guy on my side and he's helping me so we're gonna get there we are gonna get there sometime soon but anyway i just want to say again thanks very much guys and listen guys keith is um what he's had to overcome has been such an inspiration so if you ever want to join or try a triathlon like i would say go for it it seems like it's just changing your life and changing the person you are and your perspective on life and yeah yeah for all those basketball players out there go for it give up the ball take up the swim bike run Yeah, well, as I said, the goal is it's just for athletes in general. And, you know, all the basketball players, you know, they get, they get to listen to me all the time. I'm trying to spread my wings out and touch other people in different in different sports. But, um, yeah, we're going to leave it there, guys. Hopefully we'll have this out for you by the end of the week. Um, so thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Keith. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. <laughs>